great song there. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you tonight. Thanks for being faithful on a Sunday evening. And um, we read there in Exodus chapter 33 an interesting um, encounter between Moses and the Lord. And uh, we're going to look into that a little bit tonight. And, you know, I was just thinking this week just um, how often it is in, in our lives that we go through new things. And for us, as we um, begin this journey, this season of our lives, we recognize again that there's, there's going to be some newness that we're going to go through. You know, it's a new, new house, new church family, um, new state, and, um, and everything else in between that. And, you know, I was just thinking for, for us as a family, it's been a while since we've had any, any kind of newness. You know, we were in our church, um, grew up in, our, in the church at Southland there in Sydney. Um, from, from 12, my daughter was asking me this evening as we were heading back, uh, heading to church. She said, Dad, was it 12 when, when Southland begun? And I said, yeah, what was, were you 12? Was uh, what she was asking. And I said, yeah, I was, I was 12. And she said, I'm 12 this year. And, uh, you know, she was recognizing that this is a new, new part of our journey as a family. And I don't know about you, but for me anyway, whenever I encounter any kind of uh, newness, any kind of thing where, where God's bringing me forward, and there's, you know, with newness comes new vigor. With newness comes, though, the new, new challenges, some unknowns. And, and I want to be, you know, transparent this evening, and there's some unknowns. There's some things that, that were, were, you know, the Lord has solidified in our hearts, but Beyond that, we don't know how things will go. And often when we come into a point in, in our lives where we're, God's pressing us forward, you know, the, all of those things come into our hearts and our minds, new experiences, new challenges, those unknowns. And, and whether those eventuate to be positive or negative, we don't know. And new experiences come with a set of those, those that we've got to navigate through. And, you know, honestly, heading into today and... Um, especially this morning and even a little bit tonight, I guess, is the, all those feelings of this is new, I'm new in this. And, you know, you could be saying, well, from what you understand, I've, I've been pastoring for a number of years now and, and obviously this, this is our first Sunday where we're home to be home. But it's still new. All of those feelings of newness came into my heart this week. Feelings of fear, you know, those, those feelings that I, I could, are sort of like memories of inadequacy. Could I do this? What am I doing? I'm bringing my family to a new state. All of those things, and they weren't, they weren't doubtful things of, is this what God wants me to do? But all of those feelings of, of unknown. All of those feelings of, oh, am, you know how I was speaking this morning to some of you and saying, it's like, it's like first day of high school for me. You know, will they like me? <laughs> Those kind of feelings. And, you know, you, you might think, oh, that's a bit silly, but I'm just being honest tonight. All of those, just the, that sense of, okay, this is all new. What's going to happen? You know, it's been a while. Like I mentioned, for, uh, for us as a family, it's, it's for, for a long time, I mean... I already mentioned I was 12 when, uh, when Southland began, and we, from 12 years old right through last year to middle of this year, we were part of that church. 
we, I grew up there, I got trained there, I, I became the pastor there, and then I, I got married there, I had my children there, they started to grow up there, and I'll tell you, it was very familiar. And there was a sense of comfort there, the, a comfort level that obviously familiarity brings. And yet we're stepping out into the will of God now, and it's a forward kind of thing for us. And actually, you know, the, every year you think about it, that's just how life works. We go through stages where God's bringing us always forward in newness. You know, a new year brings new challenges. A new year can sometimes bring unknowns. And maybe you're encountering new things this year so far, and maybe you're in a new stage of life. Maybe you've just recently been married. Maybe you've just recently become a parent. Maybe you're in a new school. You're in a new job. Maybe you're in a new ministry. All of that, and you're encountering all of that. And as you probably are well aware, there's all of those ups and downs, and you've probably gone through a little bit of this, um, this, this tension, I guess, in your own heart. And I'll tell you that life's like that. You're going to go through times where it's, you're, there's always going to be newness because God, in his, in his will and in His way, He wants to move us forward. And, and really, that's what's happening with Moses here. They had just uh, been, uh, the, the people had just been really judged by God for, uh, for, for putting up idols, the golden calves, while, while Moses was in the mount, as he, he had, he had, God was giving him the law. And God, they were still in that, in that sense of, well, where are we going now? And God was trying to move them forward, and, and Moses was feeling this. He was getting a sense of, where are we really at? And, you know, th there are very real fears in my own heart about, am I adequate? Are, are there things that I'm missing as far as, um, things that I can offer the church. Those are real to me. And, and I guess all of us here, we all have all of those feelings of insecurity and so forth. But, you know, the thing that ought to get us through is this, this thought I want to share with you. See, Moses was wanting to go forward, and, and I think as we think about this new partnership, this new relationship, I'm your pastor, you're the church family, um, and, you know, over, the over time, we're going to get to know each other real well. I'll tell you right from the beginning, I'm not perfect, that there's going to be times probably that you're going to struggle with me, and I might struggle with you. There's going to be times where I might even let you down. But we, we need to go with the attitude, though, of this, that God's with us. And, and that's what Moses prayed. He said, if your presence is not with us, take us up, not hence. And I want to tell you that just like any journey, just like any new beginning, there's great promise, but there's also going to be challenges. And the thing that's going to keep us going is the thing we're going to talk about tonight is God's presence with us. And we want God to lead. And we want the Lord to be the one that is the the, the, the determining factor in how we go about things. And, you know, the people, again, as I mentioned, they had just sinned in forming the golden calves. They, Moses comes down, finds Aaron, and, and, you know, all of the mess that they were in. So God judges them, and, and he's, he's, uh, he goes, and he really, in the midst of them, he, he consumes them. He calls them a stiff-necked people, for they had been stubborn and rebellious. But even in the midst of that, 
God provided them a way to get in touch with him. And if you look at verse 7, Exodus chapter 33, verse 7, we didn't read this verse. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp. So the camp was where the people were dwelling. And he says that he pitched it without the camp, outside of the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. You know what's going to set you apart in how God wants to move you forward is if God is going to be with you. You know, all of us here, we enter all, all of us enter into newness, but sometimes we enter into newness and, and forward motions in our lives without God with us. And, and you know what that is? You're just like everyone else. You're just, you're just, practically speaking, just like those who are lost without Christ. They're, they're going about without God's presence in their lives. And, and oftentimes, what we, the determining factor is if we would go without the camp and go by the way in which God has provided. And for us as, as Christians, that, that was done at Calvary. Right? And now we have the, the, the Holy Spirit who indwells us. But you understand that there's times where we're not seeking Him specifically. There's times where we, we even um, frustrate and we, uh, we quench the Spirit, the Bible says, and we grieve the Spirit. And, and it's those times where we go about, and sometimes we can go by carnal means going forward. But, but we need to, at this juncture, again, just think about God's presence in our newness now. God's presence, and, and what do we do about that? And so in their onward journey, God, God still provided a way and desired to make His presence available to, to each and every one of them. And I want to say that no matter how you have been previously, God is always willing to make himself available to you if you would draw close to him. And, and maybe you've, have, you've had a rough year spiritually. Maybe there's been times where you know you've, you've gone forward without God. But I want to tell you that God's still available to you. you in all of this, though, it was Moses that sought God and had a desire for his presence. And we read that, that prayer earlier on. And I want to say that Moses' desire ought to be our desire right now. Is that as we go in this new, new journey together, that, you know, through the ups and downs of that, that we were just confident, we'd be confident that God, God's presence is with us. That's what's most important. That, that we're giving God the, the free course that He needs to work in our hearts and to work into our lives. It's not about my, me. It's not about you. It's not about... Our, our inadequacies, it's actually God's enabling that is most helpful for us as we journey forward together. And, and so how do we go about and have God's presence in newness? Again, we encounter times when we've got to start anew and afresh. And, and with all of it, it comes with the unknowns of the future. And what we ought to desire, what we need most, is God's presence with us. You know, as we face together this new beginning... Would you make the commitment that you would desire and seek God, seek God's presence? Would you just approach each each time that we're going to gather, whether it's a Sunday night or a Sunday morning or a Wednesday evening, or just times that we're ministering together? Would you just approach it with with a sense of God be with us today? And and we've got to have that sense of our need for God in this time. And you know, it could have been 
the opposite for me. I could have relied on my past experience. But I think God allowed me to have a bit of that sense of the newness of it to remind me how much I need Him and how much we need Him. And so with that, notice with me the first thing we need to do. If we're going to experience and, and seek God's presence with us in, in going forward in newness, notice in verse, um, verse 8, he says, And it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle. Remember, I already mentioned in verse 7, he made a way for them. It was the tabernacle. It was the place of God's presence. And we've got to go. We've got to go to that place where we can seek after him. And you imagine the formation of the camp. It was without the camp. It was outside of where they were all congregated together. It was a place that was designated for the people to seek God and to be in his presence. And yet to truly seek God, he, Moses had to purposely separate himself from the crowd and the norm. He, he had to intentionally seek him. And that's the first word I want you to remember tonight is seek. God has to be sought. You need to seek God. You know, whilst positionally we have the Holy Spirit in our, in our hearts dwelling in us, he is to be sought. If you seek him, he will be found. You see, to have the presence of God in your life, you have to have times of seeking. You have to have some practices of seeking. You have to have an attitude of seeking. In James 4.8, the Bible tells us, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. And, you know, at times we need to, to have a time of seeking. And what I mean by that is as we enter into newness, no doubt there's been times as you came to the decision point that this was God leading us, you had times of prayer about whether God would, would have me to come here. No doubt in my own time, as, as I considered God's leading here, there was times of seeking for me. And I wasn't seeking for an answer, it was just seeking God. It was just seeking Him. And you have to have times when you separate yourself from the norm, from the crowd, from the schedule, and just seek to just be in His presence. You know, sometimes the greatest detriment in our society is that we're so busy. We get, we get clamored about with much doing, much serving sometimes. And we're not at His feet. We're not, at his, we're not in His presence. We're not taking the time to just, just be still and know that He is God. And it, we need to, He needs to be sought. And whether that's a daily thing, whether it's a weekly thing, a monthly, an annual, or a specific time, there needs to be times of seeking, that you're just specifically seeking the Lord, where you're putting away other things. You're going without the camp, and you're seeking. You ought to have a practice of seeking, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about what one of those specific ones, but you must have the practice that you're separating yourself from the fold, whether it's in prayer whether it's just in silence before the Lord, in His Word, seeking His face, fasting perhaps. And all of those just, just lend itself to just getting, getting the presence of God in your life. And you have to have an attitude of seeking, and you know, even when others don't. I think that was mentioned in a song this evening. You know, sometimes when others don't, and maybe the norm for everyone else is they just go about and they make decision and they just move forward just like everyone else. But, you know, we as, as believers, that ought not to be us. 
We ought to have an attitude of seeking. You know, we ought to, um, we, we ought to have an attitude that as we trust the Lord that we're going to acknowledge Him and He shall direct our paths. And that ought to be the attitude of our hearts that whilst we want to take steps forward that we want to seek Him in that and even when it makes you stand out before the crowd and even when it's inconvenient, we do it. And there's going to be times in the future when you'll enter into, your, into newness and you're going to need to go without the camp and separate yourself for a little while and seek God's presence. You know, it's interesting I was just reminded there that even the Lord Jesus, before He entered into His earthly ministry, He went to the mountain apart to pray. Even the Lord Jesus Himself, who was in complete union with, the, with God, even he, saw, he had the practice of seeking. And too many times, again, we, we busy ourselves when we rush in today. I think about, I think it was Martin Luther, who... When he was asked, you know, what he did, he was so busy, he said he, he got up and before he did anything else, he had three hours worth of prayer. And that was a secret to his day. And, you know, we understand that that, that that doesn't have to be, there's no time specific, but it's the practice of it. And what I want to say is seek him. You know, there's going to be times where the seeking of him is to be done in response to a specific message and that's why I think it's important. One of the things that I think is important to continue on as part of our culture of the church is just the altar time. The usage of the altar, the humbling of ourselves, the coming without the camp, separating yourself to seek God. There's just something about the act of coming out of the crowd and coming before Him in response. It's not to, to worship the preacher, it's to worship the Lord. That ought to be our attitude. And so there's, got, there's going to be times that when I think that's a good practice that we ought to keep, but uh, the altar is a bit that way. You're stepping away from the congregation and you're kneeling to seek God in response to His Word. And so if we're going to ensure God's presence in the newness, then we're going to need to seek. How's your seeking? Uh, you know, before you make any decisions that's going to alter the course of your life, have you just sought the Lord? Have you sought His presence in that? Then, really, in, in connection to that, supplication is the next word. And we see that, and really, in, in verse 12, And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me. You know what this was? This was a conversation. This was a, a time of him requesting and him pleading with the, with the Lord for him. You know, we didn't read it, but in verse 11, it said about Moses that God spoke to him as a friend. It was a conversation. It was, in a sense, face-to-face. -face. This was closeness with God. And it was brought about with simple communication with God. And, you know, you're going to hear me over the years ask you about this, but how's your prayer life? It's simple tonight. How's, how's your supplication? How, how do you start the day? How do you go about your day? Do you pause at times to just simply have a conversation with the Lord? You know, one of the only advantages of Sydney traffic was it afforded me time with the Lord. And, you know, the, the, I'm not saying it's enough to make me miss it. But, but there's going there's, uh, to be times where you're specifically in His presence in prayer. Where you're seeking Him. And don't underestimate the power of prayer because you hear it so much. 
and asking God for his presence in your newness. See, the whole premise of this passage of Scripture is, is Moses' dialogue with God. Moses asked for the preservation of the people and the enabling that he needed to do what God had tasked him to do. And, you know, there was extended times in my own prayer life over the course of coming up to our church where I just sought the Lord. I just prayed, prayed that God would help me, prayed that God would give me, give me clarity about what to do and how to do. And notice how Moses prayed, what Moses prayed in verse 13. He says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight. Notice what he says, Show me now thy way. Firstly, direction. You know, do you seek God's direction? Show me now thy way. We ought to ask God for direction when we enter into newness. We need to know the next step because we haven't traveled this way before. And his presence comes with his pointing. Ask God for, his, for direction and guidance. Also, next, notice this. Say, show me now thy way that I may know thee. The second way he prayed and thing that he prayed was depth. He says that I may know thee. You know, Moses knew God. But he prayed further that I may know thee. You know, Paul. Paul prayed that too. He, he prayed for greater depth of knowing God. You know, God is, God is unlimited. He fills the universe. And here's what we do sometimes. We've been saved for a little while, and we think, oh, we know God. Hey, listen, um, whether you've been saved a week or whether you've been saved for 30 years, there's still more to know about God. Get to know Him. Grow in your depth. Ultimately, we journey further because there's a greater depth of knowing God and His presence comes with His personality. Not just His pointing, but His personality. Get to know Him. But then, really, dependence is the next word. He says here, that I may find grace in thy sight. He's asking for, for grace in that, in that moment. And this was the I need you admission. How many times in the day do you admit to God that you need him? You know, we're, we're celebrating Father's Day, and I can't think of, you know, I think pastoring is, is a challenge, but I think, I think parenting is, a, is it just as challenging as pastoring. It's hard to raise children in our day, but you know what the, the, the great news is for us as Christians is, is actually God can direct us in that. And, and he, when we admit, I need you, Lord, I need you to help me with this, I need you to, to guide me, this, this is an I need you admission. How many times? And, and not only does his presence come with his pointing and his personality, his presence comes with his power. I want to say, rely on Him. You know, sometimes the, the, the reason why new, new things in our lives don't succeed is because we're relying on ourselves too much. We never, we, we don't hardly admit that we need God anymore. And you know, I, I was just, just, again, just, the temptation is that to think, well, I've done this before. Well, and Moses could have said, well, I've been leading these people for these number of... But listen, he, he, still, he, he still admitted his need for the Lord. But then he was also a prayer of deliverance because really it was about the people. And consider that this nation is thy people. They were at an impasse. They were a little stuck moving forward. And so he's asking for prayer he, yeah, for, for, 
for the, the people that he's praying for God to help them go through this successfully. And we ought to pray for God to come through for us as a, as a people. His presence not only comes with his power, it comes with his provision. And, and when we, we come into to, to newness, into times of moving forward with God, his presence comes with us in his provision. And, you know, we can boldly ask with the knowledge that God is able. Do you believe that tonight? Is God able? He is. And we can ask for deliverance. We can ask for him to overcome. And then really at the end, it comes down to this third word. So seek, supplication, lastly, surrender. Because really what he was praying, notice in verse 14, he said, my presence shall go with thee. And I will give thee rest. So God's assuring. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. He's saying, I'm surrendered to you, Lord. Saying, if you're not going to go with me, and and God's assuring him, but he's saying, I'm just making doubly sure. If you're not going to go with me, don't take us up. Don't bring us forward. Help us to continue to wait. It was surrender. See, Moses knew that he couldn't do it without God. You know, often when we've successfully navigated through some previous newness in our lives, again, we can become self-confident and sadly self-reliant. And it's in these times we need to hear the words of Moses, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Now, I think too many Christians are entering into newness without God's presence, without seeking him, without communing with him, And we need to be submitted to God's ability and not our own. Let's not approach this time. And I I don't want to take it for granted tonight, church. I don't take for granted that I'm just going to slip in here, be your pastor, and then it'll just be fine. No, listen, we need God. I need God. And we need to seek Him. And we need Him to have His, His way. And we need Him to be the director. We need Him to be the leader. We need Him to enable us. And so let's not approach this this new beginning with self-confidence, but a desperate neediness for God. You know, it's 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 funny, isn't it? You know, your 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 children, they they're they're often fearful for nothing, aren't they? And you know, we've just obviously we've just moved into this house, and so they're still finding where things are, but. You know, I found that even if we've lived in the house for many years, they're still trying to, they still need our help. And especially, as you know, in the dark, right? When children don't like the dark, so if they're going to go somewhere where it's dark, it's, they always want us to go with them. And that, that ought to be the, our heart's attitude, actually, when it comes to our lives. You know, we, we ought not to become so experienced that we no longer need God to go with us. We, we ought to be a people that's surrendered. That, that says, Lord, if this is what you would have us to do, then, then, then we'll do it, but you go with us. Lord, you come with us. Lord, you, 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 you be our rock, as we sung tonight. Lord, you be the one that, Lord, help us to see your love that guides us. And we ought to realize that without God, we can do nothing and we can easily, easily drown. You know, Submitting to God's enabling means that you're admitting a need. And again, I think sometimes we're, we're, so, we're so self-reliant, we never admit need. 
It's also acknowledging your limits, recognizing, again, your limitation. Moses was feeling himself here, really. He was just feeling the sense of the burden and the responsibility. And I hope that, that at times we have those times where we acknowledge our limits. But really, this question that he was asking was also accounting for God's might. Because you, you wouldn't go and ask someone who can't help you. You wouldn't go to someone if you're moving furniture who you know lifts less than you. Right? You, you want to go to someone who can, you know can help carry stuff for you. And, and that's, that's the idea here. That's the attitude that Moses had. He understood his limits. He understood his need, but he went to the right source. And really, he was accounting for God's might. You know, the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, Not by might, nor by power, but by, by spirit, said the Lord of hosts. And we need his presence in our lives. And so Moses was told to go on in the journey. You know, he had some setbacks he needed to leave behind. He was given marching orders from the Lord. But what he needed most and what he admitted to was God's presence in the next step of the journey. And that's what I'm admitting tonight. I'm going to tell you that I'm still a work in progress. I'm going to tell you that even though God's allowed me to see some things and God's allowed me to experience some things and God's taught me some things, that God is still teaching me and God's still working on me, as the song goes. But that's a good thing because we have a God who's able. And I want to tell you that our church, God's not done with us. God, God still needs a, a, a light in the north of Brisbane to shine a light into this community. And God still needs us to come into this journey of newness with him. And so tonight is simply this, will you surrender to that? Would you be ones that would say, Lord, I'm needy. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that, that this, is our, this is you leading us. And Lord, go with us. Lord, we need you. And Lord, tonight, I simply just want to surrender again and say, Lord, I know that there's not, not much I can offer, but I need you in this journey. And that's how I'm going to pray tonight. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the time this evening to open your word. And thank you, dear Lord, that even in, in, in the lives of personalities that we see in the Bible, that we, we, we look at as heroes of the faith, there's still a sense of the weakness that they had to, to rely upon you. Father, thank you that you just don't hide that from us, the, the, the humanity of the people in your word. Lord, and recognizing, dear God, that, that in them they couldn't do it, but in, in you they could. And so I pray that you'd help us as a church. Lord, we're entering into newness. Lord, this is a new chapter in the, the story that you're writing of Good Shepherd Baptist Church. And Lord, I admit tonight that I need you. I admit tonight that, Lord, we need you. And we need your presence to go with us. Lord, we need you, Lord, to direct us. We, we need you, Lord, to teach us and to show us more of you. Lord, we need you as we look out into the community that you've called us to reach. And, Lord, the, the, the hurting families and the, the hurting people and the lost. 
and recognize that, Lord, we don't have the answer, but you are the answer. And Lord, we need you tonight. And we need you as we move forward together. And so as the piano begins to play, I want to ask the church if you could just be in a mode of prayer tonight. I know we don't always have an invitation on a Sunday night. But perhaps you could use an altar tonight because really the first step is to seek him. To ask for his presence to be real in our lives. Maybe it's in the life of your family. Maybe it's in your own heart. It's been, you've been distant. Maybe tonight you just would just surrender some things and, and seek him. And in prayer tonight, in supplication, we just ask, Lord, direct us. I want to ask you, please pray for me as I pray for you. Please pray that God would just unite our hearts, that God would help us. Would you just take the time tonight to just then perhaps surrender? Just rely on Him. Rely on His power. Rely on His might. And why don't we take the time as the piano plays to just do, do some business with the Lord. Just seek Him tonight.